Okay, folks, we're going to go ahead and get started so we can use the majority of our time here. I know folks are still coming in. Go ahead and keep eating. Um, just a, a brief welcome to all you folks. It's a little over a decade ago when uh, EPC approached this unknown missionary named Bruce Anderson who was working in Eastern Europe and asked him to, to use 20% of his time uh, of his mission call to just oversee some of the folks that were doing theological education overside. Just something he could do on the side and now... Here we are 10 years later, uh, 10 sites, uh, global ministry. And so uh, many of you were there, uh, that first um, general assembly where an I-10 was announced. And, and a lot of you have come along along the journey, supporters and friends. And so we're just glad to have you here. This obviously is our opportunity to give you an update. We took a couple years off during the COVID years to, to do that well. And so we're just excited to, to talk about the transitions, talk about where we are today and where we're headed. So join me in prayer as we get started. Uh, Father, we're just so incredibly grateful, uh, brothers and sisters that have gathered here today, Lord, that have been a part of this journey or, or will just be coming into this journey right now, Lord, and the incredible work that you have done throughout the world, Lord, for your bride's sake, to see pastors and leaders among the least reached, Lord, trained up, sent out as exhorters, Lord, as pastors, as shepherds, as leaders, Lord, as, uh, as folks that are, that are making extravagant changes for the kingdom and in many countries, Lord, that, that few of us remember on a daily basis, Lord. And so we're thankful for the opportunity to talk about what, you, what you're doing and what you will be doing, Lord. And so we pray over this time. Thank you for food. We pray blessings on Ward for hosting us, Lord. And for this time, we ask that you would use it for your purposes, for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Steve. And uh, again, welcome, kangaroos. <laughs> we have some beautiful, we usually do display these things in our theological education settings, and uh, we're having fun. We have kids and grandkids, so we love all of it. Yeah, if you uh, don't have our prayer calendar and, or this uh, introduction to World Outreach and its report for the year, those are available. You're going to have to speak up. Cast your voice. Those are available to you. Thank you. Uh, the calendar for world outreach, or yeah, in general, and then like kind of an introduction. So those are back in the back if you want those. Um, I don't have the slides to share a little bit about world outreach's broad context, uh, but I can tell you that I-10 fits into the full cycle church planting model. And so uh, we are the train up and send out part of that. And then we also have Engage and other works where we, we do church planting and evangelism to gather in and gather together. So it's just like this cycle, we, those four functions, and we're a part of that. And we really believe in what we do for, for biblical reasons and strategic reasons uh, to see indigenous leaders reach their capacity to teach and send their own. Uh, and particularly among unreached people groups. So we often in the past um, in this meeting have shared more deeply about our purpose and, and uh, our journey and especially about the sites that we now have. But we're at a season of transition. And so uh, we have a lot of exciting updates just to kind of bring in here and set context uh, seasonally. And uh, I want to talk about this new season. Let's see. Oh, sorry. 
Now take that and run it, run it in reverse really fast back through your head and we're done. Um, yeah. um, new season for I-10. Well, on that line, by the way, uh, as we were walking over here at a revelation, I-10, and you can see from this, this season, 2011-2023, sort of season one that we see, we call it I-10. It fit really well with the, you know, the, the season of the, the advance of the iPhone. So we were thinking for the next season, we might want to consider it AI-10. <laughs> so it's just an idea we have. Um, this season has really been a visionary founding model setting, and Stephen leaned into it at the in his words. I'm putting up here, uh, just showing you during this season that the different uh, appointments that we had into World Outreach staff uh, during this season, and uh, and some categorization to those people and where they're working. So. Uh, we have Andersons, Woodworths, and McCallums, and uh, these folks will be sharing. Um, come in over time for, for just the leadership of the ministry in general, and then the site work, which is schools or seminaries either being developed uh, and birthed or, or being brought to, a, to a, a capacity in 10 different countries. And so we've worked on that side of things, but we've also had specialists, some for a long time, the branches and Kelly's. The branches uh, are down in Guatemala, and Paul is the president of Sateca and has a very important role there in Michelin. The Kelly's uh, have worked with uh, Muslim uh, background believers and had an extensive work in the Middle East and other places for a long time. And Mike and Stephanie Kuhn, um, have, have a long history, and he'll share a little bit more about his, his bio and long season of ministry. And uh, increasingly, just on this chart, just over time, uh, they've migrated over into here in the leadership and site work, including site work in Sudan. So that's a little, just a little picture of how we're organized and uh, what our history has been. And uh, there's the four of us. Uh, um, Outside Third Millennium Ministries, we're having a discussion. With, and uh, here are 10 sites. Over time, over this season one, we have formed partnerships with memos of understanding and multi-year ministry plans with all of these uh, proximate to unreached people groups, especially Muslims. We would spend a lot of time normally on that, but we have other things to go to. So if you have any questions on any of those on the list, please let us know. But we're going to, and we're going to give some illustrations and stories from that. But we're not going to go deep into our sites um, because we want to talk about this transition phase that we're in, 2022-2023. It has really three pieces that have all kind of come together for us. We originally had a goal that by 2025, we would have 10 sites and bring them to a place where they reached a capacity that we had uh, planned and, and dreamed of in our our memo of understanding and our goals. Uh, so we have seen, we've seen the 10 sites materialize and much of that we have the, the goals completed or being completed. Uh, much of that work is coming there. So it's a celebration point because you really see that a lot has uh, come to place that was just an aspiration and you know, we praise God. And I gotta tell you, it truly is all praise to God. We, we're amazed. Um, we have Jim Foote here, has done long work in Tumen, Siberia, 
And uh, we banged our head against the wall for a long time, just praying and hoping somehow a seminary could come along, all the other work established there. And it just didn't seem possible with all the obstacles. And there is one now. And they've reached a capacity there. They can do this all on their own, uh, just, to, just in time for all this geopolitics as well. So praise God. That's just one little mini example. Uh, then we have the uh, new master plan. It has emphases in the partnership uh, aspect of missions. It's been really strengthened our vision and updated for this global world and progress of missions. So we've always been in partnership and there are ways in which we're going to go to, I think, new places in informing and collaborating within world outreach with partnerships with nationals. Um, and then the third one is staff transitions. And we have so much happening here. And we have a great unanimity, a great harmony, and a great enthusiasm about what's happening here. This isn't a meltdown by any means. Um, it's a melt up. It's quite exciting. And so we're going to share a lot of that. You'll get some stories in the next few minutes from the rest of the team here and from me. We're just going to share a little of our, our story, um, uh, maybe a little ministry testimony, but then the story of our season and transition a bit. We're focusing on that. Uh, we don't have the Kellys and the branches here. We're not trying to exclude them. They're, they weren't able to be here for this. And also, they're not transitioning like the rest of us. So you'll hear from the four of us. And we certainly want to highlight uh, um, the last person in this thing. So um, I, as Steve said, I had originally been appointed by World Outreach to a specific kind of work, which is training Christian leaders for service in society in reforming ways that are really touching sectors of society and disciplines and practices. It could be uh, politics, business, the economy, academics, journalism, the arts. And uh, that particularly took shape uh, in Eastern Europe generally, but especially in Belarus and, and Ukraine over the years. And uh, about 20 years I've been doing that work, but I wanted to go full time. I left 16 years of pastoring to do that. But the Lord said, well, we're going to do the I-10 thing uh, a little more than you thought. And, I, and, uh, and it's been 10 years in that as well or more. It's been 12, whatever. So uh, I just reached a point that's not surprising to, I think, many people where I said, this season is good for me uh, in the Lord, but I just cannot leave the, the call and the things that I, I need to do. You know, I'm getting old enough where I'm saying, before I die, what? And I really did in my journalist I had a number of things that are on there that I couldn't complete with this current role that I felt like would be uh, unacceptable if I didn't attempt to do those. So I'm going to pursue this original call back to the, you know, a full on call. But I'm blessed that I've been allowed to continue as originally appointed to do it within World Outreach and within ITEM. And so that little chart you saw, I'm going to move across into that specialist side, and I'm going to specialize in this stuff. And so uh, I will get to do certain things in Belarus and Ukraine that are special in, in that region that I couldn't do before, and that's very exciting. I expect it to be very fruitful and impactful. And by the way, we have two Reformation movements that have been cultivated over 20 years in those two countries. And all those fears I mentioned, I could show you news articles with our people in the nation like in Belarus, shaping and changing and leading. It's fascinating. And I could also tell you stories of many people, especially highly educated professional people, uh, people even of high profile who've come to Christ 
through those movements. And so it's a unique and special opportunity in a lot of ways. This work, though, is not going to be um, just, just a, a work in Eastern Europe because I am a team member and I carry the vision of wider work. And I've just seen this ministry manifest in other places while I've been doing my ICANN uh, stuff. So I have another organization I've had for a long time, actually pre-exist pre ICANN, uh, called the Institute for Reformation. And that team that I have there is through that and that ministry, we conducted a lot of this work over the years with me in an ITAN appointment. So I'll just be able to take that organization and go further with it and the team that I have there. But I also see, as the Lord leads us, uh, investing and being part in different elements of ITAN's work and its sites that, that are particularly in, in this zone in which I am. A couple of quick examples I could give on that. One would be um, Pakistan. I just came from there and I'm working with the largest NGO in Pakistan, Christian NGO in Pakistan. They have 208, I think it is, employees, and 40% um, of them are Muslim. They have a high profile. They're really touching in in different areas in the society and charitable and effective, you know, problem solving. And it's, it's put them among uh, a lot of believers and has a lot of creative access to that work. And so I and my partners uh, there, are, are, we're, we're looking at partnering in to provide a lot of theological uh, and training and for, for this work to ground it biblically. And it's quite exciting. And then uh, another, uh, another opportunity I had, it's just kind of bizarre, uh, but along in, in uh, one of our site countries in Myanmar, my work ended up extending from the seminary into training 50 members of the national parliament who had become Christians and never knew anything about, you know, what the Bible says about their public role. And so that's fascinating. It's unusual. Uh, how, how does, you know, how do I get there? I never quite know, but I just know the Lord just moves around. And so that kind of stuff has been really my story. And I see different things with our sites and, and within World Outreach under the leadership that, that we'll discuss and so I can serve. So it'll be Belarus, Ukraine, but it'll also be Pakistan, Myanmar, and whatever else that fits for me to be utilized. And that's my season. I'm so happy with where we're headed from that. And um, I will, um, yeah, before Steve pops, I'll just, I'm, I'm uh, done, I think even ahead, basically almost ahead of time, I think. But what I, what I want to do is I'll just set up the rest of the transitions, but I won't comment on them a lot because I'm gonna let the others say those. Um, I am deeply indebted and uh, have a dear relationship with Stephen. Uh, we've had a, a real dynamic duo kind of relationship and gelled, and it was just, just perfect for this season in I-10. Um, we just, you know, somehow I think the Lord used to use uh, us and our limits to, you know, bang around and, and, uh, and uh, help this get established in these early years. But Stephen's going to be sharing about his transition uh, to a pastorate and this season um, ending for him at the end of the year. And so all kinds of mixed emotions. We've shared tears. We've had a lot of laughs. But this is exciting. I believe he's following God's will for his life. And then um, my role, uh, I'm so delighted as we prayed and pondered that Mike Kuhn here is going to be our new I-10 coordinator and lead this ministry. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful 
thing. He's outstanding. Uh, he's been on the team, he and Steph, and I'm just so enthousi enthusiastic about it. And I think it's just perfect. It's perfect this season. He will bring things for this next season that I cannot bring. So it's um, just outstanding. We're just grateful to you, brother. He's going to share. And then um, Ed and Nan had come in to us as an amazing gift to help, help Steve and I sort out the mess we created. And they've done an outstanding job with that. And you'll see from the, some of the stories they share. Um, but they, they came in with a set plan to be done around the June of 2022 this time. We really wanted them to stay as long as they could, and they're willing to stay uh, uh, with us and to, through to, to next, uh, next General Assembly, basically. So we will be losing them. That one was um, understood in some ways. We're just glad we got more time out of them, and they, they can share more about, the, about their experience there. So a lot of moving parts. He's the, the Lord of the church. He's just doing all the stuff, and we trust uh, all the great things about it that he's going to do. So that's what I have to say. Thanks. And Steve, yep. you come on up. They're going to share. That's great. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, I've realized these last couple of months as I've, I've shared this story that I always have to be aware of my audience when I when I tell them that I'm starting my transition soon and uh, <laughs> who I'm talking to. But it's not that kind of mic. It's, it's just recording it. That's all. Yeah. So. Um, so as Bruce said, this really has been a much longer journey in our conversation, uh, probably the last couple of years. Uh, many of you are supporters or at least have read the newsletter recently, so you've heard most of this, so I won't go into the details of it. But, you know, um, we've been a part of I-10 for almost a decade now. Come uh, 2023, we'll be, it'll be full 10 years for us. And like Bruce said, just um, absolutely one of the greatest seasons of my entire life of ministry. Just exciting to be a part of what God was doing. And so... Um, We've been a part, my family and I, in Northeast Georgia of a small little community church there, uh, Christ Presbyterian Church. Um, when, I, when I showed up at the doorsteps 10 years ago, uh, there was 25 of us uh, meeting in an old rented Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall. And it's, uh, it's now grown to 280 folks. And it's, um, it's just been exciting. So they very early on uh, gave me an office space, said, hey, I-10 is your first love, your first passion. They treated me like a missionary in residence. They loved uh, to let me preach when I came back from these foreign countries and the hills of Northeast Georgia and shared stories about Myanmar and Vietnam and Albania. And it was just great for them. But as they've grown, they, there, there was a real need to press into the work of pastoral work there. So just sitting in my office all day doing I-10 work just took on more of the load of pastoral counseling and just, in all honesty, just fell in love with these people. And so God just kind of burdened my heart to be in a people and uh, to be with a people in a place more long term. And then, as Bruce has said, a lot of this just came together providentially with God, um, new world outreach director, a new season of life coming to completion with some of these. And you can imagine just looking at that list briefly, you can see how many of those sites were affected by geopolitical things. Uh, a number of our sites we weren't able to get into anymore. And it was just very clear to all of us. Uh, God was entering into a new season. And so it gave us all an opportunity to begin to discern, you know, are, are we the leaders for that, for, uh, for the next stage of this? And, um, and as Bruce said, just sensed a call to, to, uh, to join the pastorate. And so I'll be an assistant pastor there at Christ Pres starting in, in January. It's good for my family. I've still got two boys at home. We got three sons. One's already left, but we got two more to finish up with. And 
um, they've sacrificed a lot in these 10 years. And so it'd be good to, to finish up well with them. So um, just to share a couple of stories. So what will this look like between now and then just finishing these sites? Um, we don't have individual sites necessarily, but we have primary responsibility. So we all work collaboratively on each site. But then each one of us has some sites that, that we direct our attention to. One for me is Albania. An amazing story that about six years ago showed up there at school uh, of about 50. That has now exploded to a school of 175, has a full functioning board uh, with, uh, with board members from five different countries. Um, and because of COVID, uh, began to realize there is, a, there is a dispersion of Albanians around the world that now have access to online education from an accredited school and they have students from over 15 different countries that are attending online. So one of the things we've been able to do, in addition to just give some academic consulting and support to that board, is, um, is through our supporters. We raised $8,000 to, to, to fashion them out with, uh, with TVs, with a Wi-Fi that worked, with all the technology they needed now so that in each one of their classes, they have 40 to 50 students that are on a huge screen gathered from all around the world. And they now have access wherever they are uh, to Albanian speaking theological education, no matter what country they're in. So this is one that's, that's really like becoming finished. I took Goodwill Church from New York over there this last time. They're going to become a champion church, which means they're going to they're going to support them financially and be a part of the teaching faculty there and whatnot and really take ownership of that. And that's one that we can just celebrate and say this one got finished. And so that's a really exciting work there with that. Yeah. Do you just have the one outfit? I know I was going to say Yeah, this is all I, I'm a missionary, so this is literally it. This is all I got. I just, yeah, if it's, if it's not, it's like this or t-shirt and flip-flops. That's all I got. Like, that's, yeah, that's great. Glad you picked that. Shoot, man, why didn't you tell me that, man? Got caught. Um, another one, uh, oh, this, is, this is washed out. I do have a different one for Africa. I have one for Albania, one for Africa. That's, that's it. Um, you heard Samuel Sesse talk about Edunations and our longstanding work there. This is a work that will continue, although we're at a transition point with them as well. Um, we've gotten these uh, pastors here. They actually call themselves the EPC. They use the EPC manual. There's six pastors there in villages. And, uh, and this is the six pastors with their elders as well. So about 18 students there. And we'll continue doing a program there we call the PTP, the Pastoral Training Program where we run through a series of six to eight courses and give them a certificate, which, which means something to them. We're not accredited as I-10, but we'll continue the work there um, in uh, January and in August of each year. And so again, that's part of the transition, just trying to finish well. I was in Albania and in Sierra Leone in, in January and March, and then a, a final trip in, in Vietnam, but just trying to usher in the new season. So that is it. I'm not sure who's up next. Ed. Ed is up next. So thank you guys for your prayers, your support all these years. Uh, it's been a great journey. So, Hey, thank you. It was uh, six years ago uh, this June, we were commissioned here in, uh, uh, at Ward Church and then been working with I-10 for the past five years. Not really sure exactly what we were getting ourselves into. In fact, the things we found ourselves into were really not the things we anticipated we were going to be into. But hey, that's missionary life, right? That's uh, that's the way it goes. But it's been a been a wonderful wonderful journey. Uh, our main involvement has been with a with a group in Vietnam. Now, last night I was sitting. We were sitting with dinner uh, with with some folks, and uh, I mentioned the uh, Hanoi Bible College, and the person said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." 
I, I need time to digest those three words. <laughs> Hanoi Bible College. They just, those words did not go together in their minds. And I said, let me give you another one. Evangelical Church of Vietnam North. Wow. That did, but yes, they're, they're there. The Lord has been doing an amazing work in the north of Vietnam. And we're very aware that we stand on the shoulders of the work of the uh, Christian and Missionary Alliance, who responded to the call to go to Vietnam in the uh, early 20th century. And we are standing on, on their shoulders uh, with their work that produced the Evangelical Church of Vietnam, both north and south. We're also very aware we're standing on the shoulders of the amazing work of the Far East Broadcasting Company, because it was through their, their work their production of a radio program in the Hmong language that the gospel penetrated the Hmong people of the north of Vietnam. So much so that, they, that uh, all the things I read tell me there are 300,000 plus believers in the northern rural mountain area of Vietnam and a thousand plus churches. And one of the things we are doing with I-10, one of the uh, I guess one of the places that God has called us, is to address the uh, a what a theological famine in the world. Ninety percent of evangelical pastors around the world have had no formal theological training. Some of them have had some training, some some quite a bit, some scattered here and there. But we've come along the Hanoi uh, alongside the Hanoi Bible College to help address that very need with the Hmong people. So here's just a few of them getting their certificates after, uh, after one of the courses that we taught. And we teach uh, in a way that uh, we give a presentation. So you do have an English talking head with translation. And, uh, but then each of those presentations is followed up with a group project. So that's, uh, you can see them uh, you know, hard at work on their, on their project there. And, uh, for each course, uh, we've developed a program of 12 courses offer over a three-year period. Uh, uh, for us in the U.S., it would be like training commissioned pastors or training elders who are already called and leading churches. So how do we equip them to do what God has called them to do in an even stronger and better way than, than they already are? But are we create the curriculum? Uh, it's uh, translated first into <coughs> Vietnamese uh, because the class is conducted in Vietnamese, uh, English obviously with translation. A lot of the small group discussion is in Hmong, amongst the, the Hmong leaders. But uh, then a group, there's a, a small group of people that translate that into Hmong. And then that's printed and they take, them, take that material back to their villages and they train others. We have, I uh, can show you, uh, you know, we can open up our computer and show you, here's the reports, the pictures, the Ross class rosters, they have trained, the 30 who come have trained more than 500. I, I'm, I'm sure that number is expanding because they've just done some additional training. So it just, it's uh, amazing what the Lord uh, has done and is doing. And we just so appreciate our, uh, our work, the, the partnership we've had there. Also a partnership with another World Outreach Missionary who is not here uh, at this assembly, uh, David Walker. Uh, David is the longest tenured EPC missionary uh, who's still on the field. 
uh, just been a wonderful opportunity to work with uh, work with him. Uh, Nan has um, has had many serendipitous opportunities uh, to work, and uh, she'll tell you a few things about, especially about uh, a partner church, yeah. so a champion church. So a champion church for Vietnam is Desert Hills Presbyterian Church in Scottsdale, Arizona, where where we attend. They have an interesting. Um, situation that's so it's an elderly congregation I think we're the youth group there um, but many many people served in Vietnam and so there's this concern for Vietnam so they have picked up the salary of the Vietnamese man who is our logistical man on the ground so they pick up I-10's share of his salary and they it helps build a connection uh, Desert Hills has a sister church on the Navajo Indian Reservation nearby us. And so our church members buy jewelry from the Navajo folks and give it to us. And then we give it to the leaders that we serve so that both congregations have a tangible way of saying, we love you. We're praying for you leaders who are, are gaining training. Um, so you know, think outside the box how your church could be involved. Um, a new opportunity has landed on our plates. A man named Bill from Liberia came to school in the U.S., got connected, uh, went to Fuller, got connected to an EPC church that loved him well. He's back in Africa. He's taught for I-10 in Sierra Leone, and he realized that he needed some more training. He got a great scholarship from Arizona State University, 15, 20 minutes from where Ed and I live. Uh, so the local church, Desert Hills, has agreed to be his sponsor and signed all those forms for the government and have come up with an amazing amount of money. Two people came up to the pastor at the right time and said, I have some money to invest. Do you have a need? Um, and so um, Ed and I will become the parents of an African couple and three lovely grandchildren will be added to our midst as we help them adjust to life in the United States. So there are great ways that you can be involved. And since you people sat in the front row, oh, yeah. here's, Hot dog. here's your bamboo toothpicks from nice. Vietnam. All right. So enjoy and as you pick your teeth, <laughs> pray, for, pray for Thank, thank you, McCallums. Um, Praise the Lord for that. And that work, uh, that just as an example, we we don't have any site that's not proximate to and having a, you know, an impact or potential impact on unreached people groups that we see as really strategic. And that particular site, when Ed and I were finishing a training, uh, just for example, we, we knew the groups were out there, but you always like to see engagement. We reached a place in the training where they were on a whiteboard putting their, their out their plans, like this is where we're going from here. And Ed and Dave Walker and I were on uh, was a Zoom training during COVID. And we saw them you know, putting names and, and getting translations. And we were, we were taking those and cut and pasting them into Google or, or you know, going and checking on Joshua Project and just seeing bing, 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 bing. These are the people groups up in northern remote areas that they're ministering among and uh, reaching out to. There's 42, I think, of those groups, something it's, yeah, it depends on how you draw them. It's hard to change, and they're even changing. But they're, 
yeah, 30, 40 groups up there in those regions, unreached people groups, just on this one site. So, you know, we're just praising God for that. Um, Mike, as you come up, we're just, uh, first of all, would you please uh, introduce your, Stephanie so that people can see her and then, and then, um, and then of course, share. We're just so happy to have, have you in this new role. I, I want you to just give a welcome to his new role uh, as he's coming on up here. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You want to do this for Thank you. Boy, it's good to it's good to be with you. Um, my wife, Stephanie's in the very back, but I'll bring her up here in just a few minutes. So uh, you'll learn a little bit about her. Uh, let me just give you briefly our background. It was the early 1980s when we started in mission. We went to France for a couple of years training with a group called Arab World Ministries. We learned French and from there we went into Morocco. Morocco is a 99% Muslim country. And we lived there for a couple of years and learned the Moroccan dialect. But uh, I wanted to study more Arabic, so we went to Egypt. And in Egypt, uh, we ended up staying there for 16 years. And in Egypt, we had a wonderful connection with the Arab Evangelical Church, which is also Presbyterian, and the Muslim background believing community. So our heart was very much in discipleship and leadership development for this Muslim background community. And we were serving as hopefully bridge people to the Arab evangelical church. So we got, um, we got like a, how can I say, a life lesson or a life school, a life education on what it means to minister the gospel to Muslim people in a context where Christians are also present. And we learned one of the things we learned in that place was that our Muslim background believer friends, many of them smart, articulate, uh, great believers, but no access to theological training. I was it. I was it. And why did they not have access? Because they carried an ID card that said Muslim. They were not allowed to convert. So they had no right of entry into the theological schools, right? So I learned there's this whole uh, wide swath of emerging church leaders that need training that the seminaries and institutions of our world that have been formed through the recognized denominations are not touching. Now, if Ed could have told you more about Vietnam, he would say, well, why you could ask, why don't they go to the Hanoi Bible College? Ed, what, how would you answer that question? Why don't they go there? Well, they, are, they don't meet the admission requirements. That's one. And the other, there are, they, are, they take 30 students a year. And there are, you know, a thousand churches. Yeah. So this is often the case, more than you'll realize. Like, so many pastors come up to me and say, man, I've got my doctorate in systematic theology, and I'm really good in, you know, European Reformation. No, 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 throw <laughs> no off on Bruce. Secret. Bruce is an expert. And, I, you know, I'm saying, look, we're dealing with people with a high school or below reading level. How are you going to contextualize this? How are you going to make yeah. this connect? Yep. Right? So, anyway, I'm, that's why, a little bit why I'm excited for I-10, because it's really just over the past few years that Bruce and Steve and Ed and Nan have identified this niche. Right? There's, a whole, there's this whole level of leadership development that will not happen in the seminaries of our world. So I-10 can fill that niche. 
Now, I want to talk for just a minute, then we'll have uh, do a little presentation. We'll hopefully have some time for Q&A. But just a minute about three um, values of I-10 that I see that I want us to maintain going forward. And the first is kind of modeled in this slide. Uh, I was kicked out of Egypt in 2005, right? So we're talking almost 20 years ago. But while I was there, I was collaborating with this brother and some others, and we'd started a mission school. Well, he's now working in the north of Iraq, and he and his partner call me up. They hear I'm back in the U.S. I've left Lebanon, and they just say, hey, Mike, do you ever do anything in the Middle East anymore? Can you believe that? That's what they asked me. And I said, yeah. They said, can you join us in Iraq? Because we're going to do a mission school. And I said, well, yeah. This was, you know, this is the way things are done in this part. Well, it was three weeks. And they were asking me to teach an overview of missions from the Old Testament in this mission school. So the first value, this models for me for I-10, and I'm deeply committed to it because I think it's Trinitarian, is I want and desire and passionately long for I-10 to be deeply relationally connected in the places where we serve. Now, that, I don't think that's going over anybody's head. I think relationality is at the heart of the Godhead. It's a loving preference for the other in the unity that we know as the Trinity. And so I think we pass along, you know, that, that saying more is caught than is taught, yeah. right? So I think we pass along a value when we're deeply relationally connected. And I'm passionate about that. Now, I'd like for Steph to come up, and she's going to share a second value. So the first one is deep relational commitments. Steph has an education background. That's why we're both excited about this role. She uh, sees everything I write. She keeps my calendar, and she sometimes nudges me and says, you said that wrong, Mike, and she's <laughs> right. She's always right. But I'd no, like for no. her just to share the second value, just so you can hear from her as well. Yeah, I, I really am excited about this opportunity. Because I am an educationalist, and uh, I have a master's in curriculum development. So I love assessing. And because of our cross-cultural experience, I love asking ethnographic questions about what's going on in the society where we are, and how is learning taking place, so that we can be more effective right, in our teaching and our training. And uh, I guess the, I was sharing with Mike, I have this real value that, um, that I tend to continue what's already been done is that we're not teachers, we're not teachers more than we are learners. I want us to have a posture of learning. There's an author, William Bacchus, or Bacchus, who wrote and said that a good teacher must first be a good learner. And um, if we're not learning, if we're not continuing to learn and grow and stretch, then we're not going to be effective teachers. And uh, so that's a value that I really hold on to. Thank you, Steph. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. We're both excited to move into this role and sort of to move into it together. Um, the third thing I would just share briefly, and this is this, these are all... None of these are new to I-10. None of these are new to these guys. But these are just values they've embraced that I want to carry forward and deepen. And they'll be with me 100%, yeah. right? So none of this is new. 
But this again is going back to this mission school in Iraq. And the more I got there, the more excited and passionate I got. Because right in this room, you don't see their faces here. You see some of their faces in the other, in this one. But there are Yazidi Christians. You know, the Yazidi girls that were kidnapped by ISIS and ravaged and raped. They were right there in that room, hearing of the love of the Father. There were Shiite background Muslims. There were Sunni background Muslims from Iraq and Syria. And there were also some of Persian background, some from Iran. And so this, this school represents potential, much like Ed's here about Vietnam, to reach that whole area. And un, so that's the third value, unreached people. We don't want to go where the church is, is taking care of its own training. We want to help the church where it's emerging. So for many of these people, they've never read Isaiah. They can never tell you how Amos fits into the flow, the narrative flow of Scripture. The idea that Jesus is present in the Old Testament might be really strange to them, but it's key to our Reformed understanding of theology. So these are the kind of things that we're trying to inculcate among these unreached people, often not at advanced level of study, but still ideas that are quite, uh, how can I say, they're just very germane for theological education in the way we understand the scripture. Now I'm going to just put up, just say pause for just a minute, and then I'll give you guys a chance to ask a question. But I want to make a little presentation to a brother who has meant a lot to me and means a lot to all of us. And this is really is our only forum. We don't have a lot of, you know, sort of official forums where we can do this kind of thing. But we love Steve Woodworth. We know he's been a faithful man of God. One of my best trips ever was with Steve in the Sudan. And you can ask him, his favorite thing about Sudan is the sandstorm. Oh, dear it's, Lord. He just loves it. <laughs> That's when I started to decide to come up with <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Steve. This is just a little something to help he and Carrie get a meal out. But yeah. We dearly love you, brother. And Bruce, Bruce has already made some presentations to Steve, but Nan and Ed and I wanted to follow. And now Ed and Nan will come up for another presentation. <laughs> Uh, as we do, as we're in this uh, season of transition, we figured we, we some, somewhere we need to capture the I-10 lore, uh, you know, the, uh, the the tall tales of I-10. Oh, there, are a uh, there are a bunch. You, are a you know, uh, they would include a chapter on how Steve got locked in a bathroom for how long? Uh, it seemed like two days. Two days in, in Sierra Leone. It gets longer. Uh, I was talking about the Reformation of the Nations. That's the, right. The, the, the or we could uh, talk, give you the tall tale of how, uh, you know, the wonderful partnership between Bruce and Steve. Uh, they were mistaken at one point for a, being a gay partner, gay partners. <laughs> so, you know, and I just don't, you know, just only take that so far. It wasn't That's exactly what we're trying to bring to that. that <laughs> That it tells you this. The uh, anyway, there's a lot more tall tales we could tell you, but uh, Bruce, uh, we just uh, I'm gonna move because I don't want to do that. We just a little thing for you and Elliot, and just want to say thank you for all of the uh, creative work, for all of the um, the energy you put. Your trombone player, right? Yeah. Well, I well, used to be. Yeah, I, t I ten used to be this on the trombone. 
and it grew to this, nice. and now it's coming back. So we, we still love you. You'll be part of I-10, but appreciate Thanks. the way you Thanks can, so much. can be part of the part of the questions. Uh, these guys have laid such a great foundation and these values have been, uh, you know, apparent in every decision they've made. And Ed and Nan have, as they really did clean up Bruce and Steve's mess. They really did. You can, and they still are. You can take my word for it. And, and uh, Ed and Nan will be with us for another year. We won't actually make this transition until January of 2023. The one, the one with Mike and I officially happens then, but it's yeah. a transition. So, you know, you yeah. see us, awesome. we're playing, uh, you know, we're, we're dancing together and it's a wonderful dance. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, and we're going to be able to celebrate them in a big way, McCallum's at the next general assembly. Yeah. So, yeah. And Steve's transition is January as well, right, brother? That's right. So he needs to keep supporting Steve until January of 2023. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to stop there, and there may be questions for any or all of us, and I'll just open up the floor, and just if you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, thanks for asking for comments, because I was going to make the faux pas of using the question time to make a statement. <laughs> from the first time I heard about I-10, I said, this is the most exciting thing happening in World Outreach, yes. maybe in the entire EPC. That's right. Steve called me a couple of months ago to tell me about this, the preview, and I had a moment of real sorrow, but then not a second hesitation that everything that our church has invested in this is going to be reinvested this next season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited about this and appreciate the work that you do. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, you lay it out and say, here's what's going on, but we are on board and excited and thank you. Yeah. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate the perspective there. I think you're right on with, with, with the continuity, but then the next level of this ministry. And you can really see that in Mike's step. It's absolutely evident. Uh, you know, I, I see next level. I see, you know, some foundation that they've, they, he outlined, and they'll build on that. They'll expertise upon that. We'll improve this ministry, and we'll just see what the Lord wants to do with it. But I appreciate your comments very much. Thank you. Yes. Question for Bruce. Bruce, will you be going back to Europe? And if that's the case, uh, how will the war in Europe affect what you're doing? Okay, so I'm just going to repeat the question. It's will will Bruce, will you be going back to Europe and will the war in Europe affect what you're doing just so they could Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I will I will be uh, I will be going back in five days or something like that. I'll be in Poland and Ukraine in uh, just next week. And um, I'll continue actively. Obviously, there's an effect there. It's a strange time for me because I'm able to invest more. And we work, you know, a lot of people view our work like you do a trip. And, uh, and then, you know, what do you do the rest of the time? You just watch TV. You know, I mean, we're always working across there. I have projects that are going all the time with our brothers and sisters and lots of communications and teaching and everything. So I'll continue all that at home, online, in my home office, but also in travel. Um, Belarus is not a good access point for me right now. It's really strange and heartbreaking in that way because of after the coup or the, the uh, crackdown, it became um, for the first time indefinitely um, not accessible, wise for me to go. I mean, I could go in there, uh, but I may not come back out. 
So, so right now it's just not working that way, but I'm actively still working with my Belarusian friends for sure, partners, and uh, we'll continue to travel. The way that affects, obviously, some of those logistics and access points, but um, the bigger picture, I mentioned at different points in the assembly in some settings, we've been praying for many, many years, all of, you know, decades for you know, the massive breakthrough for a free Belarus, and we have people on the ground leading tens of thousands of people for that and in prison <coughs> right now, in prison for that in Belarus. Yeah. But we, we really think that these geopolitics could be a part of God's uh, mysterious plan to break the autocratic power in Russia and its uh, hold on Belarus and that uh, we could potentially, and Ukraine obviously, and we could potentially see a free Ukraine and a free Belarus and religious liberty and advance the gospel, a weakened Russia so that it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have that power and it could be world changing. Everybody wants to talk about the globe, you know, the economy part and it's certainly relevant in the politics. But what about the spiritual dynamics in that region if this thing gets settled way, I believe it will be settled over time. We could just see, I think even an awakening in, in wider Europe, Western Europe, in America, from the witness from this region, that whole region, and what could happen in the stands and all, all kinds of things. So it's, it's quite exciting. Um, we know God's in control, that's for sure. So I'm trusting him for that. Yeah. Uh, just to add, Bruce is a little bit, uh, he maybe understates the value of the work he's done, but as he's explained it to me, what it has to do with is the Lordship of Christ over every area of society. Yeah, that's and it. In my work in the Muslim world, I think, boy, that's a critical next step. And I'm delighted to see Bruce carrying that forward in his work in Pakistan. I think there'll be new openings for his Institute for Reform that we'll see in other parts of the world. So I don't see this as him step, stepping back. I see him stepping forward, giving yeah. more time to his passion, and I think it's critical in the yeah. whole mission equation right now. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Other comments or questions, thoughts? I could add a fun story. Yeah, I would love to do that. <laughs> so, we like that in this ministry. <laughs> yeah. So at a general assembly, uh, I think it was in 18 or 19. When, when did we go to Sierra Leone? 19? Yes. Whatever. Yep. We were at general assembly and Samuel Cisse said, Nan, if you're coming with Ed, what are you going to do? Why can we put you to work? And he said, how about if we bring in the pastor's wives and you can teach them how to be good pastor's wives? <laughs> so in all the communication over the weeks, nothing was said about it. All kinds of things about what Steve was going to do and had nothing about Nan. So I thought, well, I guess I'm not doing it. I won't put in a lot of effort to prepare. I, I basically just lived, you know, kept going with my own personal devotions and got there. First morning of class, tap on my shoulder. Nancy, aren't you coming to teach the women? They're all waiting. Oh, yes, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> How much time do we have? Oh, five days from <laughs> nine until six and we get a two hour break in the afternoon. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I, I didn't know that these women were gonna be non-literate, but you know, we went with that. And I had the foresight to bring in 
um, a craft that you could use for pulling women together and sharing uh, God stories and sharing gospel stories. And so they hooked on to that really well, so we spent our break rolling paper beads. The craft worked really well, except I didn't realize while they had nail polish and glue, they had no access to paper. So that would have to be brought in from the capital city. But, you know, you, you flex and you go with it. It's a, it's a, it's a classic, just one of millions of examples of, of what uh, Steph highlighted, which is, uh, you know, that that learning that she's talking about is very much us learning from our partners constantly. And it takes a lot uh, of humility. You know, you know, it's required of, of our, our culture, our context, to have a lot of humility as we try to partner with these amazing partners. That's a big part of the value there. It brings a lot to my mind. One of the, we had a meeting yesterday with our Sierra Leone friend, and one of the things that was hit on is, hey, uh, two of the pastors who have more or less finished the course of training, we'd love for them to be the next trainers. And I think this, this again, will be an I-10 value going forward is we're not there to succeed. Really, we're not. We're there so they succeed. And we're very willing to take the back seat. So this idea that we're academicians, you know, sort of constantly honing our academic focus as we teach these cutting-edge sort of programs. No, not, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not the reality. Nor are we teaching in the halls of well-established uh, academic institutions in developing world nations. No, we're, we want to be in the places that are hard to get to. Yeah. We want to be in those places. So, um, and we think theological education is the right thing for those places. Yeah. That's holistic. Yeah. Any other? Yes. Like, so did y'all anticipate changes in the proportion of your travel schedule, whether that's the EPC churches, Orlando, out in the field more? Yeah. Uh, it's I, already started. It's already started. I'm off to Sierra Leone in August. I have a pre-existing commitment in Ethiopia in September. So, um, so things are gonna things are gonna ramp up for me in terms of travel. There will be some more travel within the U.S. I think. But that, that's not hard for me. You know, I can just get on a plane, go and speak and come back. But those overseas trips for the, I anticipate the next two years, I'm gonna be doing pretty intense overseas travel. And I suspect at some point it will diminish somewhat as um, local sort of experts get in place in those places. And then I think you know, for me to be the Sierra Leone expert is is not even tenable. It needs to be a Sierra Leonean or perhaps one of our connections in the Presbytery of the Alleghenies who has a long-term friendship there. So I'm going to be looking for these people who are relationally connected, theologically astute, to sort of uh, anchor these sites. And the more that's in place, the more I'll step back from this travel. But I do want to get to know the sites. Yeah. I, I think... Um, I want to allow some time for prayer here, so Good I idea. think I think um, unless there's a real pressing question, and, I'll, and we're, we're going to be here because we're, we're wrapping it the kind of time that we're supposed yeah. to, believe it or not. And uh, 
but that allows for us any any little mingle or question and you know, discussion afterwards. And um, especially anything for, for for Mike, I'm wanting you to get to know him better if you if you if you don't. Uh, I wanted to mention though that uh, we have Steve Curtis here, and I don't want to lose the opportunity to to introduce Steve to you. So can you you know make yourself seen here? And um, uh, he is leading a ministry called Timothy Two, and they're wonderful like partners with us, and they're in the EPC. They're not part of World Outreach. But they're a part of the EPC in terms of uh, their their leadership and members membership, and their um, uh, approved status with World Outreach, and um, they have a teaching ministry. They have a, their model and our model are have similarities and differences. I believe both of them are strategic, and um, and theirs often offers I think probably potential for pastors and other leaders in the EPC to, to find teaching slots in a, in a meaningful way in which we, we don't always have as many of those opportunities with our site model. But I think yeah. you do, sure. is that right? Sure. So I'm not trying to send a bunch of people your way, but- Send a bunch. We, <laughs> you know, we he's- Far, he's, more, far he's, more invitations yeah, than we have people. He's yeah. being used, he's getting used to, you know, over time because we've, we've, we've referred mm -hmm. for years, we've referred people that way. Like, if, if, if you're if you're wanting a place or you see a pastor or, or edu theological educator they can they could they can't promise that that's going to happen they're going to vet the person but they they would just go talk to Steve and talk to Timothy too yeah you can talk to us but we may not have that spot but we want you to be aware of just another really cool work many of the things being set up here you know I, I know Steve and other ministries just sitting there going uh-huh yeah amen yeah so it's really great to have you with us brother Thank we you. love your ministry every blessing and it's been a delight for us to have the you know the, the relationship um i don't know if there's any gosh i'm standing right in front of you that's ridiculous sorry anything yeah steve you have a table down yeah we do we got a booth there's brochures and, and information down there you can find that's good yeah and you can grab them after this too um i just any if there's anything else guys gals uh, i i think uh I just really want to pray over all of this, and uh, I'd, uh, I, Dan, Dan Burns, will you, one of our EPC pastors and uh, former World Outreach member, will, will you pray over ITIN and pray over these seasons, this season, and just uh, and over all of us as a as a closing point? And would you do that for us? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please come on up and do it, yeah. <coughs> and, and actually, yeah, as you do that, let's get Mike and, and, and Steph. Can you come up here? Yeah, we, we want to have you. Steven, come yeah. on up here. We're just going to, we just want to especially pray pray over over them, Dan, and and this their leadership. Oh, we, yeah, we want to focus. I would let the Lord be the guy, but please include a, we're going to pray over them, so please do that. Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful for your invitation to participate in your work. We thank you so much for the, the ministry of I-10, uh, for the ability to come alongside, to walk with the national movements, and to help build up and equip their leaders, their teachers, their uh, pastors and evangelists. I uh, thank you for Bruce and Ellie, and I thank you for their uh, their vision, and I pray that you'd bless this next season for them. 
I pray that you would uh, indeed allow them to encourage uh, and build up the uh, leaders in all different all areas of, uh, of life, uh, both in direct ministry and in uh, gospel witness in the various places where you've placed those leaders. Would you bless this transition that they would be freed up to focus uh, in those areas? Father, we thank you for Ed and Nan, and we thank you for, for their ministry. Uh, for uh, the work that uh, they have been able to participate in in, in Vietnam and other areas, the organizational and uh, skills to help uh, put things together in, a, in the right kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you bless them uh, in this coming year and uh, bless what's ahead for them. Father, we thank you for Steve and we thank you for uh, his ministry and his transition. Would you bless him as he uh, serves the community that he's grown to love, that's served mm-hmm. him so well that he's been part of you bless him in this transition mm-hmm. and father i thank you for mike and stephanie mm-hmm. and i thank you for uh, their call to uh, take the helm and to guide uh, i-10 into the next season uh, we thank you for their their long history of service in the, in the mm-hmm. arab-speaking world and the muslim world and we pray that as as they move forward that you would guide them that you'd fill them with your spirit that you would uh, show them how to lead this ministry into the next season Father, we are astounded at the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Praise you, Lord. So many places that when we first heard about them is uh, when we were much younger. Without faith, we said, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, the Lord will never do anything there. Mm-hmm. And yet you have raised up a national brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. uh, national you, movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're God. bringing about uh, establishing churches, uh, mm-hmm. raising up evangelists, uh, raising up people who serve and care in a deep way. And Father, you have... Uh, built this team uh, to just to walk with them, to do the part that we can do as, as EPC. Mm-hmm. And so I pray that you would bless our endeavors as a denomination and particularly bless this family of leaders uh, in their transitions and in their ministries. That uh, these places that are to us so hard and so restricted in gospel access to all the resources we enjoy every day, uh, uh-huh. would you help them to organize and, and mobilize and uh, build up ministry that would strengthen those and those hard places that, uh, mm. that every uh, illiterate, every oppressed, every mm. minority mm. Uh, would meet a person who loves them yes. uh, and Thank you. who would reflect the love of Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. And so would you bless these teams uh, as they seek to equip the, your people to reach those people that they too would become your people. Yes, Father, we thank you for this uh, time together, and we pray that you continue to bless our relationships. And I thank you for uh, Mike's words on uh, Trinitarian relationship. That is, mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live in eternal relationship. That we would learn to uh, emulate that as we enter in as your children, and as we reflect that kind of relational love to the world. And I pray that that ethos would indeed go forward in I-10. Amen. We thank you for these brothers and sisters and all their ministry. Pray your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks Amen. so much. Thank you. Yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord. Thank you. Glory. Glory to God. I mean, just praise and glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. We, we're just so grateful to you. And and uh, we love you all. Thank you so much. You're supporting us, the rest of EPC, in amazing ways. Um, go be blessed and encouraged. And uh, thanks again.